Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. Nugget number one, please. And we're going to get busy. Ready? Read. Would you read that again? I, I think we, we mentioned that Sunday, but it bears repeating. W- would you read it again so that your neighbor will be able to hear this? Ready? Read. Yeah. Well, next time, shout it out loud. Ready? Shout. Grace. Say it again. Now, there's a reason why I'm asking you to be repetitious in this. Because I want you to leave knowing that grace and mercy are not the same thing. And as I shared with you Sunday, we've had a lot of teaching on faith. We've had a lot of teaching on grace, but very little teaching, in some cases, none at all, on the mercies of God. And mercy and grace are not the same thing. Nugget number two, please. God's grace gives us what we do not deserve. Grace is unmerited favor. Ready? Read it again. God's grace Thank you. God's grace is God not giving us what we deserve. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody happy but me. Jesus I want to go on record tonight thanking you for not giving me what I deserved. That's why I praise you when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all of the times he did not give me what I deserved. Hallelujah. Nugget number three, please. Ready? Let's read. God's mercy... God's mercy does not give us what we deserve. How can you not praise him? How can you not praise him? And why do you need a choir to praise him or a praise team? And why do some of you wait to come to church to praise him? Isn't he good to you on your way home? Isn't he good to you at home? Isn't he good to you driving down the road? Isn't he good to you when you walk into your house? Isn't he good to you when you sit at the dinner table? Isn't he good at you when you lay down in your bed? Isn't he good to you when you get your remote control? Isn't he good when you look at your children? Isn't he good when he wakes you up in the morning? Isn't he good when he starts you on your way? Isn't he good to have health in your body? Isn't he good to have a sound mind? Isn't he good? Why do you need somebody? to stir you up to praise him. Isn't the Lord good to you? Good God of mercy. One of these Sundays, I'm believing the Harvest Church members are going to get up out of the pews and tell the praise team to sit down and say, we got this. Oh, Jesus. 
Please have a seat. Matthew chapter 15. We're almost finished. Now, you know that's not the truth, but it sounds good. Matthew chapter 15. I've already shared with you the first synoptic gospel, chapter 15. And what I'm looking for tonight is, is perhaps, yeah, well, verse 21. But, but uh, this chapter, chapter 15 of Matthew, a, it's a phenomenal chapter. Uh, it has so many different variables in it. There's a part of it where Jesus denounces the scribes and the Pharisees. Then there's a part in chapter 15 of Matthew where he rebukes his own disciples. Then there's a part in there where we're going to deal with this part tonight where Jesus heals this Gentile woman's daughter. And then also, we, we, we won't deal with that tonight, but when you get to the, to the end of the chapter, uh, Jesus uh, talks about where he feeds four, at least 4,000 people, all in one chapter. But, but for the sake of time, let's, let's look at uh, uh, Matthew chapter, what did I say, 15? Verse number 21. Now, now the backdrop to this is that uh, Jesus, this is the first time he's getting ready to leave Israel and do public ministry. What did I say? And do public ministry outside of Israel. This is, this is the first occasion in Scripture where Jesus is going to engage in ministry and he's going to engage in ministry and deal with somebody who is not under the covenant. Are you listening to me? And in, in your study time, I believe the reason this thing is happening because just a few verses prior in verse number 21, you'll read where Jesus was trying to deal with his own people. And uh, they were, they were uh, suspect of him. And um, uh, the scribes, uh, which was like we would call today lawyers, and the Pharisees, the teachers, um, they, were, they were upset with Jesus and his, and his followers. And, and, and check me out in your study time. I'm just trying to paint a backdrop to you so you'll understand verse 21 as we proceed on. Th this was the mindset. And they were dealing with Jesus. They were upset with him. They, they were offended at him because his disciples were eating without washing their hands. And uh, the religious world was mad at him because their religious tradition, you, you, don't, uh, you don't eat your food. See, you thought your mom and dad invented that. But you see, this was going on long before we hit the scene, that it was tradition under the Jewish custom that you did not touch your food without washing your hands. And so the scribes and the Pharisees they're getting on Jesus because it's clear to them he's not teaching them sound doctrine. And so Jesus, to cut through the chase, Jesus says, uh, it's not what goes into a man's mouth that defiles him, but what comes out of his mouth. Who Jesus. In essence, he said, don't you know whatever you eat you know, in your mouth, eventually it's going to be discharged. But what you speak out of your mouth, 
I mean, it could, I'm, it's life or death. Are you listening to me? So Jesus is in trouble with the religious world because he's bucking tradition. Just like today, we have a major, major controversy going on in Christendom, major right now, that could shake denominations. I call, I call it, you know, M right side up, M upside down. Those are the two major things that get, you know, get folks get uneasy with you. Right side up is an M. People get upset with you over money. Upside down is a W. And the church were to get upset with you over women. Now, if you hear anybody say that, they got it from me. But there's a major, major earth-shaking controversy going on in the body of Christ right now. Because there's a large, large group of Christendom that do not believe that women, by and large, belong in the pulpit. That's why in most cases, when you hear of a woman standing in the pulpit preaching, it's usually a non-denominational or interdenominational ministry. Mm -hmm. Amen. Y'all looking at me funny, but y'all know about, I come out of tradition, you did too. You might, you might get to that front pew with a white dress on, but you wasn't coming no further. But it's a, it's a major, major issue now. And the challenge is, not just with this particular incident, but in the church at large, is that we get crosswired on interpretation. And you've heard me say it. If God is God and we're all serving the same God, why do we have so much division? Why do we need a Baptist church, a Presbyterian church, a Nazarene church, a Lutheran church, and so on and so forth, if we're serving the same God? And supposedly going to the same heaven. So what did God start? And after man got in it, started something else. Because by and large, all denomination has done is divided us. Well, I'm interested in the young lady. Is she Baptist? I'm interested in a young, a young man is interested in me. Is he Catholic? So if, let me ask you the question. How many churches did Jesus start? How many churches that he built on the rock that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it? In my Bible, it's just one. It's just one body of Christ. And the way you get in the body is not through a denomination. I'm going to rock some of you. You don't get into the body of Christ by shaking my hand or being a member of Harvest Church. Thank God for Harvest Church, but that's not how you get in. Nothing wrong with shaking the preacher's hand. That's wonderful. Glad you're close enough to shake it. But that's not how you get into heaven. 
Now, the right hand of fellowship might make you a good member in that church, but it gives you no entryway into heaven. So if you're not careful, you can be in good stead with your church and outside the gate when it comes to heaven. Ooh, Jesus. And the reason you can be in good stead with us is because we don't know everything. We believe what you say. But heaven knows if you're lying. Let's stay, let's stay with it. Verse 21. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from the region and cried out to him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. Or your translation might say, have a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away for she cries out for us. He didn't cry out for you. I mean, you in the, you with the group, but they're not crying out for the group. They're crying out for the leader. They cry out for us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the household of Israel. Are you, are you understanding now why I gave you the backdrop? Because in Israel, they rejected him. Now he's getting ready to do public ministry outside of Israel opening himself up, opening himself up to the possibilities of having to do ministry to Gentiles. Ooh, Jesus. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the household of Israel. Then she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed. Talk to me from that very, very hour. Now, these verses of scriptures that, that I just read to you, as I shared with you, Jesus, he, he's left the land of Israel for the first time. He's going to do his public ministry outside of those, those permits. That's breaking tradition. Where he's going to minister, to minister is upsetting the religious tradition. Because ministry was initially just for the household of Israel. Us as Gentiles were not included. Are you all listening to me? At this point, it's just for the household of Israel. Yet this Gentile woman, she's coming to Jesus, pleading with Jesus for the healing of her daughter. Can somebody say amen? Now, now notice closely, look at verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan. This is a Canaanite woman. Came from the region 
and cried out to him saying, what did she say? Come on, talk to me. She cries out to Jesus. Boy, I don't understand a mother's love. I know a few days we're going to express Father's Day, but man, a mother's love. The Bible says this woman came to Jesus. Yes, in verse 22. And what did she do? She cried out saying, have mercy on, on me. Notice she didn't say have mercy on my daughter. So that means this mother is taking her daughter's pain. That the pain of her daughter, her mother has embraced it as her own. Good God of mercy. And she is saying in essence, if you help me, you'll help my daughter. Good God of mercy, boy. Have mercy on me, O oh Lord. Then, then she starts speaking covenant, and she's not in covenant. Then she says, son of David, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. Notice what, what did she call him? Son of David. Now, ooh, now look, look at who Jesus. Notice she says, have mercy on me. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil or painfully vexed with a devil. To the Jews, which also meant to Jesus, this woman is an outcast. She's an, an unbeliever or a non-believer. She's an outcast, yes? Now look at the next verse. But he answered her, not a word. Now, it gives the connotation as though Jesus was being rude. But Jesus could respond to her no other way but this way. Why? Because she called him the son of David. She acknowledged that he was a man under covenant, that he was a God honoring a, a covenant honoring God so he couldn't respond to her why she's out of the covenant so it looks as though Jesus is, have you ever spoken to somebody they didn't speak and did you follow looking at them till they got out of your sight so look at this woman same case scenario she cries out, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus ignores her. Oh, God. This, this, uh, this Phoenician woman, I called it a true Gentile because she was a mixture. We won't get into that. We talked about that a few services ago about God's... She was a mixture. She was a mixture of several races. Real quick, just real quick, go, go to Mark 7, because some of you look at me like you really want to learn. Look at Mark 7. Mark 7. Mark chapter 7. Look at verse 26. Real quick, please, quick. 
You there? Say amen. It's on the, on the screen. Look at it. Ready? Read. The woman was what? The woman was what? The woman was a Greek. She's not a Jew. She's not an Israelite. She's not under covenant. She has no right to the blessings of God. The woman was a Greek, a Syro, a Syrophoenician, call it whatever you like, by birth. And she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And Jesus ignores her. Now go back to Matthew. Did, 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 you, get, did you understand that? But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away. For she cries for us. Did you hear her say Peter or, or Thomas or Andrew? Did y'all hear it? But they found a way to put them. She cried. Now you got, who can I teach you tonight? You got to understand why the disciples are upset. They've been dealing with the Jews, with Israel, and they're giving them a fit. So they're really like headed for a vacation. And this woman, you know how you are when you're ready to go on vacation? You don't want to hear nothing about work. You don't want to hear nothing about no emergency. Don't answer the phone. So now you're getting, you're getting the tenor of this text. Why the disciple says, send her away. Man, we've been working. And, and we, need, we need R and R. Jesus needs it and we need it. Send her away. She's, if if he, she keeps crying and Jesus stops, our vacation is over. Are you getting the picture now? So the disciple says, send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the household of Israel. So Jesus was saying to the woman and to the disciples, teaching them, that she had no claim on Jesus as the son of David. So Jesus answered her, not a word. Are you getting this now? Now drop down to verse 25. It's going to come together. Verse 25. Then she came, who Jesus? This, this is heavy. Now you, you can add your two cents. I don't believe this woman was a sister. And I'm going to explain to you why in a minute. Look at verse 25. <laughs> but he answered her and said, it is, now notice when she first dealt with him, he ignored her. Yes? But then she came again and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. Verse 25, but he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Oh, my goodness. Now, this kind of turned down. 
Most of you would have left. If you'd have been with your friends, you said, what did he say? Oh, no, he didn't call me a dog. Most of you would have left. I mean, you, you would have never got what you was after. <laughs> I know I didn't hear him say, I, I know I didn't hear him call me a dog. Oh, Jesus. What, 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 did, what, did he, what did he say? But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to what? Shoot. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to be talking to me like that and get away with it. This is why I don't believe this is a sister. <laughs> because notice how she responds. You're telling the truth, Lord. Now, you tell me what sister you know. So she says, verse 27, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Now, what kind of woman is this? Jesus calls her a dog. Now, that was the custom. If you were a Gentile, the Jewish or the Israelites looked at people outside of the covenant as a dog. So, obviously, this is not the first time she heard it. And it's clear what Jesus said did not offend the disciples because that's how they looked at him. And it's clear the woman understood that in the eyes of the Jewish people, she was a dog because she says, truth, Lord. Notice she didn't say, I don't know who you think you're talking to, but I'm not a dog. My mom and dad didn't have no dog. Do you hear me barking? Arf, arf. I didn't bark, Jesus. I asked for help. Oh, Jesus. And Jesus responds to her in a way in expressing to her that you have no God. And because you don't have me as God, you don't have a right to the covenant of healing. And the girl said, yes, Lord, but the dogs at least have access to the crumbs that fall from the, teach boy, teach, from the master's table. She says, yes, Lord, I don't have a God, but I do have hope. I am without God, but I'm not without hope. Who Jesus. And I know your tradition, but I'm hoping you'll make a pass and an exception for me and my daughter. So I am without God, but I'm not without hope. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. So what I like about this lady and I don't believe, maybe she was a half-sister. 
But what I want you to see is look at her and look at you. And look at, on occasions, how easy you are to become discouraged. And this woman has just been called a dog. And she still did not allow her heart to get offended. Because when you get offended, you can't draw from the well. Mm, Jesus. Look how determined this woman, look at this woman. Look how determined she is, not for herself, for her daughter. And no matter what Jesus said, she did not allow herself to become discouraged. And look at your life on so many occasions, how so easily the devil calls you to become discouraged. Because you didn't get a certain dress. Or somebody didn't speak to you. Or they spoke to your friend, didn't speak to you. Or you leave here saying your church is not friendly. And the bottom line is you don't speak to nobody. Let me come on this side. They're just not friendly like they used to be. No, you stop being friendly. Because the Bible is the truth. The Bible says he who desires friends, let him first be friendly. So it could be the reason not speaking to you is you're not speaking to anybody. Come on, say amen to the truth. Every time you hear somebody say, boy, they're not friendly, nine times out of ten, that person who said that is not friendly. They just stand in the corner waiting for somebody to come say hello. Ten people done went by me. Nobody said nothing. And you haven't said anything either. Not only that, after service, we're not going over in that corner to see you. We're going to the hallway. And when you get on the hallway, speak to people. Now, you might run into one knucklehead out of six, but if you get five good ones, that's a good average. The one that doesn't speak, that's the one God is telling you to pray for. Because they may not have seen you or saw you. Because you don't see with your eyes. You see with your mind. And sometimes people have things on their minds that they don't even see what's around them. Nor hear. And so you're upset with somebody who didn't speak, who didn't even see you. With a yellow dress on. I hear what Pastor's saying, but the devil is lying. I had on a purple dress. Ain't no way in the world somebody can walk by me and not see these purple dress with all these polka dots and dogs I got on this dress. I wore this dress so they would see me. Okay. So, saints of God, it's clear from the text that this woman came to Jesus for mercy. Knowing that she was not a covenant woman, nor her daughter. 
Is this good teaching? Oh, God. Let's wrap it up. Look at verse 28. Man, I'd like to hear him say this about me. You in verse 28? Look at the screen. Ready? Read. Oh, woman. Can three people get happy over that? Now, this is, then Jesus answered. Oh, my. And said to her, he's talking to her now. Her faith is making him acknowledge her. Her faith is making him talk to her. And you can read all of the New Testament and you'll never hear Jesus ever comment about anybody having great faith but two people. And this is one of them. The other one, and both of them were Gentiles. He never said great faith about the disciples. He did say, oh, where is your faith? Oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? But this woman, he says, what? Great, good God of mercy. And Jesus only mentions two people in the Bible as to having great faith. The Phoenician woman and the, and the Roman centurion. And they both were Gentiles. And both of them, when they were asking a request of Jesus, the person that they wanted Jesus to minister to was not presently there. They believed and had faith in his power so much so that they knew and believed that if he spoke a word, good God of mercy. Is this blessing anybody at all? Then Jesus answered and said to her, Oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Stand to your feet. We've got one minute, 10 seconds. Whew. Lift your hands. Say, I have faith, I have faith. In, God's in God's mercy. Say it again. Say it again. We're not talking about grace. We're talking about mercy. We're talking about that you have faith in God that even when you miss it, he'll extend mercy to you. Ooh, Jesus. No, no, no. You're not planning on messing up, but you know if the Lord tears, you're going to slip. So you're, you're acknowledging him in advance. God, I praise you today, and I thank you today that even when I slip, you won't give me what I deserve. Why? Because I believe in the mercies of God. Come on, touch two people and tell them. Say, I believe in God's mercy. I believe in God's mercy.
I believe. Touch two more people and tell them, I have faith in God's mercy. I have faith in God's mercy. Ooh, Jesus. I have faith. I have faith in God's mercy. God's mercy does not give us what we deserve. I stand here today, and if you were to be honest, you would have to say you're standing here tonight because God did not give you, well, let me speak for me because you'll get upset. I stand here tonight. It's almost hard to say because a brokenness comes in your heart when you even mention it, that I'm standing here because of God's mercy. There are some things that happened that should have put me out of the game. I should have lost my place, but God's mercy. I should have been disqualified. <clears throat> he should have allowed somebody to pass me over or to pass me by, but his mercy. I don't know about you, but I stand here tonight because God didn't give me everything I deserved. And I want to thank him for not giving me everything I deserve. Because the wages of sin I'm not talking about grace now. I'm not talking about unmerited favor. I'm not talking about God opening the door because he's just good. I'm talking about God not allowing the devil to do to me because I got on his territory. And when I cried out to God, God snatched me off the devil's territory and I came out not smelling like smoke because of his mercy. Ooh, Jesus. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.